What's up, everybody, and welcome to the CJ Experience. I'm your host, CJ Hutchinson, and this week we'll be talking about Cinco de Mayo. So I want to tell you all a little bit about myself. I'm 23 years old. I'm in Texas, and I'm upcoming voiceover artist. And the purpose of this podcast is to entertain and bring you all knowledge. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. So as I mentioned before, I'm going to be talking about Cinco de Mayo, talking about the history and everything, you know, that goes into it. So Cinco de Mayo, or the 5th of May, is a holiday that celebrates the date of the Mexican Army's May 5th, 1862 victory over France at the Battle of Puebla during the Franco-Mexican War. The day which falls on Friday, May 5th in 2023 is also known as Battle of Puebla Day. While it is a relatively minor holiday in Mexico, in the United States, Cinco de Mayo has evolved into a commemoration of Mexican culture and heritage, particularly in areas with large Mexican-American population. So some history about Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo is not a Mexican Independence Day, but a popular misconception. Instead, it commemorates a single battle. In 1861, Benito Juarez, a lawyer and member of the indigenous Zapotec, was elected president of Mexico. At the time, the country was in a financial ruin after years of internal strife, and the new president was forced to default on debt payments to European governments. In response, France, Britain, and Spain sent naval forces to Veracruz, Mexico, demanding repayment. Britain and Spain negotiated with Mexico and withdrew their forces. France, however, ruled by Napoleon III, decided to use the opportunity to carve an empire out of Mexican territory. Late in 1861, a well-armed French fleet stormed Veracruz landing a large force of troops and driving President Juarez and his government into retreat. The Battle of Puebla. Certain that success would come swiftly, 6,000 French troops under General Charles Latire de Lorences set out to attack Puebla de Los Angeles, a small town in East Central Mexico. From his new headquarters in the north, Juarez rounded up a ragtag force of 2,000 loyal men, many of them either indigenous Mexicans or of mixed ancestry, and sent them to Puebla. The vastly outnumbered and poorly supplied Mexicans, led by Texas-born General Ignacio Zaragoza, forfeited the town and prepared for the French assault. On May 5, 1862, Lorenzo gathered his army, supported by heavy artillery, before the city of Puebla and led an assault. The Mexican Revolution The first great revolution of the 20th century began as a revolt against a dictator and ended in civil war, consuming hundreds of thousands of lives as Mexico struggled to live up to its ideals of land and liberty. How long did the Battle of Puebla last? The battle lasted from daybreak to early evening, and when the French finally retreated, they had lost nearly 500 soldiers. Fewer than 100 Mexicans had been killed in the clash. Although not a major strategic win in the overall war against the French, 
Zaragoza's success at the Battle of Puebla on May 5th represented a great symbolic victory for the Mexican government and bolstered the resentments. Resistance movement. In 1867, thanks in part to the military support and political pressure from the United States, which was finally in a position to aid beside neighbor after the end of the Civil War, France finally withdrew. The same year, Australian Archduke Fernandez Maximilian, who had been installed as Emperor of Mexico in 1864 by Napoleon, was captured and executed by Juarez forces. Puebla de Los Angeles was renamed for General Zaragoza, who died of typhoid fever months after his historic triumph there. Cinco de Mayo in Mexico Within Mexico, Cinco de Mayo is primarily observed in the state of Puebla, where Zaragoza's unlikely victory occurred, although other parts of the country also take part in the celebration. Traditions include military parades, recreations of Battle of Puebla, and other festive events. For many Mexicans, however, May 5th is a day like any other. It is not a federal holiday, so offices, banks, and stores remain open. Why do we celebrate Cinco de Mayo in the United States? In the United States, Cinco de Mayo is widely interpreted as a celebration of Mexican culture and heritage, particularly in areas with substantial Mexican-American populations. Chicano, Chicano activists raised awareness of the holiday in 1960s, in part because they identified with the victory of indigenous Mexicans, such as Juarez over European invaders during the Battle of Puebla. Today, revealers mark the occasion with parades, parties, Moroccan music, Mexican folk dancing, and traditional foods such as tacos and mole poblano. Some of the largest festivals are held in Los Angeles, Chicago, and Houston. Confusion with Mexican Independence Day Many people outside the Mexican Mexico mistakenly believe that Cinco de Mayo is a celebration of Mexican independence, which was declared more than 50 years before the Battle of Puebla. Independence Day in Mexico, Dia de la Independencia, is commemorated on September 16th, the anniversary of the revolutionary priest Miguel Hidalgo y Castillo's famous Grito de Dolores, Cry of Dolores referring to the city of Dolores, Hidalgo, Mexico, a call to arms that amounted to a declaration of war against the Spanish colonial government in 1810. All right, now I wanna tell y'all just 13 more facts about Cinco de Mayo that y'all probably didn't know. So Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican Independence Day. Contrary to what some might think, the Mexican Independence Day is actually September 16th, not May 5th. The 16th is remembered as the day of Mexican War for Independence began against the Spanish government in 1810. For this reason, Cinco de Mayo is not nearly as popular as a holiday in Mexico as El Grito de la Independencia is in September. Number two, the holiday celebrates much smaller military victory. And a more obscure one, May 5th is the anniversary of the Battle of Puebla in 1862, 
during which the guerrilla troops of General Ignacio Sejin Sarkoza found off Napoleon's troops during the Franco-Mexican War from 1861 to 1867. The battle for the town of Pobuela was an unexpected victory for the Mexican soldiers, making marking a decisive win against French invaders. You don't hear much about that in history class, do you? Number three, the popularity of Cinco de Mayo in America was a political move. President Franklin D. Roosevelt enacted something called the Good Neighbor Policy, which was meant to improve relations with Latin American countries and communities. It was under this policy that Cinco de Mayo began to pick up steam in the 1950s and 60s, eventually becoming a national holiday, drinking in, in san, insanely to improve international relations. Oh my goodness. Canada celebrates Cinco de Mayo in a unique way. Because of its commercial success, other countries like Malta, Australia, the Cayman Islands, and Canada celebrate Cinco de Mayo as well. In Vancouver, the holiday is celebrated in an extra bizarre way. The tradition is called skydiving boogie. You know it's going to be amazing based on that name alone and involves aerial acrobatics and an annual air show. Canada is doing something very right. Number six, or sorry, number five. Los Angeles has the biggest Cinco de Mayo celebration. LA celebration is even bigger than the festival in Mexican city of Pobuela. That's saying something. The party is called Fiesta Broadway and has a huge celebration since the 1990s. Most major streets in LA are blocked off to host hundreds of thousands of people celebrate Mexican heritage with food, music, dancing, and crafts. Number six. Tequila was once thought to be the nectar of the gods. Not surprisingly, 47% of drinks ordered on Cinco de Mayo are margaritas. Tequila sales easily double within the week leading up to the infamous holiday. But long ago, the beloved Mexican alcohol could not be enjoyed by all Mexican people. Centuries ago, Aztec priests used to make a milky beer-like drink from the agave plant called Okay. Only the priest could consume the processor of tequila, which, after a steep decline, is slowly beginning to make a comeback. Number seven. Other historical events also happen on May 5th. I mean, I'll drink to the anniversary of Carnegie Music Hall, so as long as the drink includes tequila. We, which we've all tend to ignore in favor of a few Dos Equis. Among the historic events on May 5th are the opening of Carnegie Music Hall and the launch of the first American named flight into space in 1961. Tough break history. Cinco de Mayo's got you beat. Number eight, one Arizona town celebrates with Chihuahua races. The town of Chandler Arizona, your typical Cinco de Mayo celebration, food, music, parades, dancing, and chihuahua races. Right, totally normal. Townspeople enter the chihuahuas into the race, think horse racing on a much smaller scale, and receive large cash prize if their chihuahua is the fastest. Strange? Yes. Really adorable? Absolutely. Number nine, the Battle of Pobuela placed a foreign emperor in Mexico. 
Although Mexican troops won the initial battle of Pobuela, French troops came back strong and eventually took over Mexico for a short amount of time. They instituted Emperor Maximilian of Austria, who was essentially a puppet through which European nations could control Mexico. The story of Maximilian is one shroud in legend. Eventually, those loyal to the general Ignacio Sejin Zaragoza rose up against Maximilian, capturing and executing him and his generals. But the legend goes that Maximilian survived the execution and made his way to the States by a secret U.S. society. Think the Freemasons, only more secretive. Number 10. Cinco de Mayo is the biggest day of the year for avocados. Although guacamole and avocados in general is extremely popular nowadays, May 5th is still the biggest day for guacamole sales. The California Avocado Commission reports that 87 million pounds of avocados are purchased just for Cinco de Mayo celebration. That's a whole lot of avocado. Number 11. 10 states consume more tequila than any others. And those badass states include New York, Ohio, Georgia, Florida, Illinois, Colorado, Nevada, California, Arkansas, and of course, Texas. Now make your Cinco de Mayo plans accordingly. Number 12, Mole Pablano is the authentic Cinco de Mayo dish. This is definitely something you'll want to try. If you want to do Cinco de Mayo right, put down the taco. The traditional dish eaten in the town of Pabuela on their big holiday is more Pablano. Pronounced with the emphasis on the second syllable like guacamole. Invented in the late 17th century, mole is a thick sauce made with chocolate, chili peppers, and other spices. Traditionally, the sauce covers succulently turkey legs. Yum! And number 13, beer sales generate around $658 million from Cinco de Mayo. Not a margarita person? You can contribute to nearly $700 million of sales for the beer industry in the week leading up to Cinco de Mayo instead. Surprisingly, this number is only the seventh largest holiday revenue for beer industry. We have a feeling St. Patrick's Day and 4th of July must have something to do with that. But yeah, I just wanted to give y'all just a little, just a quick little um, little episode today talking about Cinco de Mayo. I, heard, I hope y'all learned something because I definitely learned a lot about Cinco de Mayo that I didn't learn in school. So, but yeah, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys come check me out next week. You can follow me on Instagram at C underscore Justice 8 and click on my link tree in my bio. I have all my socials. I have my YouTube channel, my podcast, my Twitch, my gaming Twitter. I have just everything and all my content created. My TikTok, all that stuff is on there. So thank you all so much for tuning in and I'll see you all next week. See you.